are listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four-volume over 2,500-page work by the Venerable Maria Vagrida. If you would like to share your thoughts and insights about today's readings, I invite you to head on over to Facebook, and there you'll find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group page, and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. If you would like to support this free podcast, you can do so by sending a tip through Venmo to the handle Mystical City of God. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. We look to her example in holy life and wish to be taught by her today. Sor Maria, teach us how to pray and meditate. Teach us how to imitate the virtues of Our Lady. Teach us the mysteries of our faith. Almighty God, stir a flame in our hearts the same missionary fervor of Sor Maria, so we may be as emboldened as she was to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Today is day number 332. We are reading from Volume 4, Book 8, Chapter 5, Paragraphs 473 to 479. Instruction which the Queen of Heaven, Most Holy Mary, gave me. 473. My daughter, I desire that thou continually renew the remembrance of what I have told thee of these sacred mysteries of my life. For it is not my will that thou be only an insensible instrument for manifesting them to the church, but rather that thou be the one who before and above all others shall draw fruit from this new blessing by practicing my teachings and following my example. For this purpose has the Lord called thee, and for it have I chosen thee as my daughter and disciple. Since thou hast duly noticed my act of humility in not opening the letter of St. Peter without consent of my son John, I wish to dilate further upon the lesson contained in this instance. I desire thee to notice that in those two virtues, humility and obedience, which are the foundation of Christian perfection, there is nothing small, and all that pertains to them is most pleasing to the Most High, and draws down the most abundant reward of his generous mercy and justice. 474. Consider then, my dearest, that just as in the present condition of man, nothing is more contrary to his nature than the subjection of one's will to that of another. So nothing is more necessary than this subjection, for the bending of that stiff-necked pride, which the demon seeks to stir up in all the children of Adam. Hence the enemies labor sleeplessly to induce men to follow their own judgments and will. Thereby the devils gain many triumphs and lead many souls into diverse roads of destruction. For in all states and conditions of life the demon seeks to instill this poison into mortals, secretly soliciting them to follow their own judgment and refuse to obey the laws and the will of their superiors, but rather to despise and rebel against it, perverting the order of divine providence for the well-ordering of all things. And because men overthrow this government of the Lord, the world is filled with confusion and darkness. Created things are thrown out of order and subjected to opposite force without regard or attention to God and His laws. 475. 
But though all this damage is odious in the eyes of the supreme governor and lord, and yet it is especially displeasing to him and religious, who, being bound by the vows of religion, seek to widen these restrictions or altogether free themselves from their obligations. I am not now speaking of those who transgress their rules in open daring or break their vows in small or in great things. This is nothing else than a dreadful temerity, entailing eternal damnation. But in order that they may not incur such a danger, I wish to exhort those who seek their salvation in religion to guard themselves against entertaining opinions or explanations for relaxing the obedience due to their superiors in the name of God or against trying to determine what liberties they might take without committing sin by infringing on obedience and their other vows, or against studying whether they may not act according to their own judgment in certain matters, great or small. Such disquisitions are never made for the better observance of vows, but always in order to stifle the remorse of conscience in breaking them. I remind them that the demons seek to induce them to swallow these poisonous gnats, in order that, little by little, after being accustomed to those that seem insignificant, they might arrive at swallowing the camels of the more serious sins, those that continually hover about the entrances to mortal sins, will, to say the least, make themselves liable to a strict inquiry by the judge, and thus receive the smallest reward, for they have studied all their lives to give to the Lord the least in their power to oblige him. 476. These attempts to explain away the binding force of the love of God, tending to remodel it according to the inclinations of the flesh, are very abominable to my divine Son and to myself. For it is a sign of great disaffection to obey the divine law out of necessity, making it apparent that the only fear of punishment urges one on, and not love towards him who commands, and that nothing would be done if no punishment were in store. Many times in the effort to avoid humiliation at the hands of the immediate superior, the subject appeals to the higher authority, and thus asks for exemptions from those who have only a general information, and cannot know or understand his particular needs or danger. It cannot be denied that this is still a kind of obedience, but it is also certain that it is a shift for greater liability diminishes the reward and incurs danger, since without doubt it is more meritorious to obey and subject oneself to the inferior authority to those in a lower condition, and to those less favorably disposed to one's own views and inclinations. I learned no such doctrines in the school of my divine Son, nor did I show them in practice. For all things I sought the permission of those I held as superiors, never being without them as thou hast seen. Even for opening and reading the letter of St. Peter, the head of the church, I waited to find out the will of his inferior, who was my more immediate superior. 477. My daughter, I do not wish thee to follow the teachings of those who seek liberty and license in following their own inclinations. But I choose thee and conjure thee to imitate me and walk the secure path of perfection, hankering after dispensations and exemptions, perverts the Christian and the religious life. At all times thou must live in humble and obedient subjection, and thou must not hold thyself excused therefrom on account of being a superior. For thou hast thy confessors and superiors. If sometimes in their absence thou canst not act in obedience, ask counsel and obey one of thy subjects. For thee, all of them should be as superiors, and let not this seem strange to thee, 
since thou art the least of the human born, and shouldst consider thyself so humiliating thyself beneath them all in order to be the true follower, my disciple and daughter. Besides this, thou must punctually tell me thy faults twice a day, and ask my permission for all that thou art to do during each day, confessing also every day the sins thou committest. I shall exhort thee and command thee what is proper, but through myself and through my ministers of the Lord, and thou must not shrink to tell many others of thy ordinary faults, nor that in all things and before all men thou humiliate thyself in the eyes of the Lord and in mine. This science hidden in the world and in the flesh I desire thee to learn and impart to thy nuns. In teaching thee this lesson I wish to reward thee for thy labor in writing my life. For by these instructions, in so important a doctrine, I wish to impress thee, that if thou wishest to imitate me as thou shouldst, thou must communicate or speak with no one, nor undertake anything, nor write letters, nor move about, nor allow any thoughts if possible, except in obedience to me and to those who govern thee. The worldly and carnal man call these virtues impertinent and vain observances, but their ignorant pride will have in its punishment when, in the presence of the judge, truths will be revealed. Then will be seen who were the ignorant and the wise, and those will be rewarded who as true servants have been faithful, as well in small as in great things. Matthew twenty five twenty one. When there is no remedy left, the foolish ones will know the damage done by their carnal prudence. 478. As thou wert moved to a certain envy, or learning that I myself governed that congregation of women at Ephesus, I now advise thee to have no such feeling. Remember that thou and thy nuns have chosen me for your superior and special patroness, in order that I might govern you as your queen and lady. And I desire them to know that I have accepted this office and have constituted myself in it forever, on condition that thou be perfect in their vocation and very faithful to their Lord, my divine Son, to whom I have assigned them as his spouses. Remind them often of this, so that they watch over themselves and retire from the world, despising it with all their hearts. That as my daughters, they do not degenerate, living in recollection and peace. That they follow and execute the doctrines which I have given thee in this history, for thee and for them. And that they hold it in high veneration, gratefully writing it in their hearts. For in having presented to them my life for the rule and government of their souls, as it is now written by thy hands, I am fulfilling my office as mother and superior, in order that as subjects and as daughters they may tread in my footsteps." imitate my virtues, and correspond with me in faithful love. 4.79. Another important lesson canst thou draw from this chapter, namely, those that do not obey willingly when any adverse circumstance turns up in what is commanded will immediately be cast down, afflicted, and disturbed, and in order to justify their impatience, they will blame the one that commands and complain about him either to his superiors or to the others, as if he that commands were responsible for the untoward accidents happening to the inferior, or as if he had it in his power to direct the government of the whole world according to the wishes of his subject. Indeed, many times God, in reward for complete submission, raises hindrances in order that the one who obeys may increase his merit and crown. At other times he punishes those who show any repugnance in obeying by withholding all success, and all these accidents can in no wise be blamed upon the superior who commands. The Lord simply said, He who hears you and who obeys you hears and obeys me. Luke 10.16 
The labor connected with obedience always redounds to the benefit of those who obey. If they do not profit by their obedience, it is no fault of the one that commands. I made no complaints against St. Peter for asking me to come from Ephesus to Jerusalem. Although I suffered so much on the voyage, but I asked him pardon for not having fulfilled his command more expeditiously. Never show any grievance or sign of being displeased toward thy superiors, for this is a very ugly spirit, and such liberty will destroy all the merit of thy obedience. Look upon them with reverence as taking the place of Christ, and thy merit will be abundant. Follow my footsteps, my example, and my doctrine, and thou wilt be perfect in all things. This concludes our reading today for day number 332. We've been reading from volume 4, book 8, chapter 5. Paragraphs 473 to 479. We are instructed by the Blessed Mother today, as she instructs Maria of Agreda, My daughter, I desire that thou continually renew the remembrance of what I have told thee of these sacred mysteries of my life. And consider how blessed we are that here we are, day number 332. We're nearing the end of volume 4. And we have many of these remembrances that we've heard, that we've read from the mystical city of God. Mary is saying, I desire that thou continually renew the remembrance of what I have told thee of these sacred mysteries of my life. And maybe this is a good point today to just think back to the last four volumes, everything we've read so far. What's something that stands out to you? Well, renew the remembrance of that. Because that's what Our Lady wants you to do. That's what she wishes for us as we make our way through the mystical city of God. And then we heard about obedience in our instruction. And we heard this. It is a sign of great disaffection to obey the divine law out of necessity, making it apparent that only the fear of punishment urges one on, and not love toward him who commands. So as we obey the commandments of God, as we love God in our life, We have to look at what the motivation is underneath that. Am I doing this because I truly love God or am I doing this because I fear hell? Strive to have a pure love of God in your life. And then finally, Our Lady is telling Maria of Agreda that she has to confess her faults twice a day and to tell Our Lady them as well, not only just Our Lord, but also Our Lady. And this is a common practice in the spiritual life, not to tell Our Lady, but rather to recall our sins, to confess them throughout the day. One of the best practices we can do is at the end of our day to call to mind where we fell short of the glory of God, to confess that to the Lord, maybe pray the confidier, to bring our day to a close asking for God's mercy and forgiveness. It's a good spiritual practice because if I was to go to the Lord in my sleep, Well, then, in some sense, I have a greater peace because I have sought the Lord's mercy and forgiveness. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volume of the mystical city of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then, may God bless you, and Mary pray for you.